I don't care who you are, what kind of money you have, what kind of looks you have, what kind of fame you have. If you have no parents, two parents, two dads, two moms, whatever you've been through, pink, purple, black, white, depression, anxiety, and the host of mental health issues do not discriminate. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Anybody can struggle with mental health. All right, Rachel Joy Barbeau, welcome back to another edition of the Joy Starters podcast. And this one is new and it's different for anybody that's listened to this podcast um, for about a couple of months now. You've heard me, just me. And now you get to hear two people that I hold very dear to my heart and who are literal life changers, joy starters, noticers queens and they are doing amazing work in their community chatelle would you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself i'm chatelle Gaines, and i'm a school counselor at the academies at delsboro high school and sydney tell everybody a little bit about yourself your full name all that good stuff i'm sydney parker and i'm a senior at jhs this year these two people I will expound upon for them. These two people have actually rocked my world. They have taken everything that I have put my blood, sweat, and tears into and run with it and made it something beautiful. Chattel, um, I'll start with you. The first time I came to Jonesboro, you got it, quite simply. You got me. You got it. You got the message. I remember taking a picture with you. And something really neat happened that I don't know has happened the way that it transpired with us. And that was that you and I kept in contact afterwards. The I'm changing the narrative chair went to your office. But beyond that, we kept in contact about students that maybe needed support that were reaching out to me. We became friends. We became a unified front in this fight against mental health and fight for mental health and fight for positive mental health and and for normalcy and not just to serve not just to survive but to thrive and to live i heard a quote the other day i think it was oscar wilde that said the rarest thing to do is to live not just to exist to live i'm curious from your thoughts um i mean i have all mine but there's always two sides to every story what did you take out of that that first meeting um, earlier this year and how did it affect you and, and your kiddos? Um, I think you coming in and kind of um, doing what you did, did exactly what needed to be, which is it sparked needed conversation that we um, haven't really had in our school community or that we don't have in general as, as humans. Um, and that's the whole topic of mental health. I think you coming in and telling your story really helped our students to see that they're not alone in their suffering and that they're not the only one experiencing what they're going through. And they found out that, you know, there are people who were there for them. So I think that it just sparked a needed conversation and it provided um, like a bridge of support for those students. What we have to do is why do you, why do you care so much? You don't just go to your job and, um, and perform your job and leave. I'm going to cry. Of course, I'm going to cry, but like you care, like you go the extra mile. Um, I'll, we'll talk about it later about the chair and how you have integrated your own personal style into helping people sit in the chair. And I'll explain what the chair is in just a moment. But why, why, what happened to you? Was there a time? Was there an experience? Was it growing up? 
why do you why do you go the extra mile for these kiddos in your school? And what inspired me really to go into education, you know, was I had teachers who really went the extra mile and cared for me. And so um, the way that they just, you know, positively impacted my life and put me on a different path in life. And um, I wanted to make that difference in the lives of children. So um, my whole motto is just about the kids. And so whatever I can do to make sure they're OK, then that's that's my journey in life. You're a mama, too. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a little bit of that mama heart that goes into what you do? I think so, because all, all my babies are my babies. I feel like all my kids are my kids. Like, Denise, my kids. So, I should. Uh, and she is a special one. She is amazing. Sydney, um, I, I guess I'll ask you the same question. You know, the first time I visited, you did something amazing with the supporter should tell. And you went and you started your own mental health club. What the what? Like, that is amazing. Yeah. I, just the first time you came, I was struggling and I knew that I wasn't the only one struggling in the school. And before this, I felt like our school wasn't just necessarily a safe space for kids to go. And they had their counselors, but not everybody wants to go talk to a counselor or thinks that they're weird for going to talk to a counselor or getting therapy. And so when you were talking about it and like how people needed to have a battle plan, I wanted to be someone who helps them figure out what their battle plan was going to be. Mm. Tell us a little bit more, like the name of the club. Um, and then I, I want to share our vision, our big vision for the club and how somebody listening can get in touch with me and I can put them in touch with you guys. We, we want to grow this thing, but tell a little bit, of, tell everybody a little bit about the club. So it's called Don't Suffer Alone, our DSA. And um, I, whenever I sat down with Chattel initially, we went through a bunch of different things we could call it. And DSA just sounded, not sounded, but felt right um, just with what we wanted to do. Yeah. It's to me, it's so awesome because for a lot of reasons, should tell Sydney, because of the fact I was just talking, let's just say, uh, for example, I was just having a conversation a couple of weeks ago with the NCAA and the NCAA was telling me about all these amazing um, resources they have. And here's what I find to be the issue um, on campuses, both high school and colleges across the country. You can have the best resources in the world, but if people aren't using them for a variety of reasons, what be it stigmas or fear or cultural norms or beliefs or whatever, you know, that's that's the, and what I think is fantastic about this club is the fact that it's kids. I say kids, you're not a kid, and you're about to go off to college, but you know what I mean? It is teenagers that are saying to other teenagers, it's cool not, don't suffer alone. It's cool to talk about your mental health. It's cool to be here with us. It's cool to help other people. It's cool to be a noticer, to be a joy starter, to be somebody who reaches in and checks on people. If we start changing the narrative and the culture friend to friend, right? And amongst youth, you and your friends, Sydney, then that changes the the. Uh, the amount of people that comes into Chattel's office. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you are normalizing, talking about mental health, seeking mental health, 
and it's coming from your peers, which to me is just freaking radical in the best possible way. And to add to that, right? So look, I'm so proud of Sydney for doing that because I don't think I've ever shared this with you. But the first day you came, um, when I left and I went to my office, I had a group of about 10 girls in there and all were like, you know, in tears and really impacted by your speech and like really could relate to it. And I'm um, going back to that, that stigma surrounding mental health. Um, their biggest thing was like, they feel like, you know, they have it all. Why should they be sad? Why should they feel like this? Like, the, like their feelings weren't valid. And so that like, goes back to like, I see a lot of college athletes who struggle with mental health. And, you know, the person that always say is like, I'm living my dream. I'm, I'm here at the Spit D1 college. Like, I shouldn't be this. And so I do think by, you know, Sydney and other peers their age just coming out and saying, hey, it's okay. We all struggle. We're here together. And just making that a safe spot among them, it makes a huge impact rather than, you know, more so than like me or you sitting here saying, hey, you know, it's okay to talk about your mental health. But seeing that, hey, she's just like me. She's struggling too. We can get through this together. So super proud of Sydney for stepping up and doing this. What what kind of pride? What does it make you feel like, Sydney? It makes me feel really good coming from Chatel, obviously, because she deals with this on a day-to-day basis. And like knowing that I'm going to have this big of an impact on JHS when I leave just feels, it like warms my heart. You know, the other thing too, I think is interested, is interesting is what just happened naturally. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast, there's no script for this podcast. It's three people that have have a common thread who are bonded to each other, who are changing the narrative and have seen growth in their own lives and through the work that we're doing together. But what I find is interesting is the multifaceted approach, right? Like I, I say this all the time, I can come in and speak But if there's not follow-up, if we're not pushing them, if we don't have resources that are saying, hey, come see me, hey, come see me, you know, like I'm here, I'm, you know, I want, I want to talk to you. It's not scary. It's the strongest thing you can do. So that happened with Chattel, our relationship, Chattel, and kind of teaming up. Then you add the the other layer of Sydney adding this club and starting this club with your support, with your guidance. So you have your peers, you have you know, a professional like yourself, Chateau, and then you have a speaker. And so all of those three things, in my opinion, kind of scratch a different place. And all three together are quite powerful. Um, just me alone. Um, yes, I do believe I, I, I change lives. And I know that the work that I do change us. But is my work that much more impactful if I have a Chateau behind the scenes, if I have a Sydney that wants to take it and run with it? Because I say in the talk, in my talks, I say, and I got this from my friend, um, Tim, and he was the youngest player diagnosed with ALS in the NFL. And he says, I can make you think and I can make you feel, but if you don't go do nothing with it, what's it all for? And what Sydney did and what you did, Chattel, in your extra love and this huge heart you have and this passion you have for what you do, you went and did something with it. Like you did something with it. It wasn't just, oh, she came. And then two weeks later, we're, you know, I kind of feel like this and this. No, we, you've done something with it. And what I also love about the Don't Suffer Alone Club is you said this is, hey, it's for people that um, are doing well mentally and also people that are struggling mentally. It's not like a place, you know, like a hospital for sick people. It's it's wherever you are in your journey. It's a place to be an ally for other people, to stand up for yourself, to learn more, um, to be involved. I just think it's so cool. Thoughts, ladies. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know that I would love to come to speak to your group? Yes, yours. 
No matter what that group is, large or small, I've spoken to men's groups, women's groups, symposiums, retreats, conferences, corporations, high schools, all the things, all the places. There's really not a place I won't go. If there's a need, I'll go. And in 2023, we are going to be featuring even more speakers under the I'm Changing the Narrative umbrella. So that means I'm available, but also amazing other speakers that can reinforce the I'm Changing the Narrative message in their own unique way with their own unique story. So all you have to do is go to the website, I'm Changing the Narrative.org. That's I'm Changing the Narrative.org, the letter I, the letter M, and hit the contact button. And we will get in touch with you. You can also go to rachelbarbo.com and hit the contact button as well. And we will get back in touch. Have a blessed one. I agree. I'm just proud of the work that we're doing and the impact that we're making. And, you know, just seeing some of those very girls who are in my office that day, like coming to our meetings and things. And I think my favorite part about our structure is that um, it's just open to anyone. There's no, you know, you don't have Sign up and come. You just, whenever you need that support, you just know you can come in at any time. It's just a safe place. To your point, to your point, Chattel, there was a player, and I'll never reveal his name. Anonymity is the name of the game. There was a a student that came in and talked to me after my last visit. And by the way, thank you to Jonesboro High School. Thank you to the board that that generously provided this grant for me to come back for the second time. And in one year, I want to give to the world what happened inside of Jonesboro High School just a few weeks ago. It doesn't even feel like a few weeks ago. Um, but this person came in and poured his heart out to me. And then I said, hey, do you want to join this, you know, this club? And he's like, uh, uh, and, I, and I explained to him just what we said. It's for wherever you are in the spectrum. And so he came out and he started to help us with this project we're working on. I'll share in just a moment. And then we went to get a shirt and we handed him a shirt and he was like, are you sure? And I said, yep, put that shirt on. And he's in the pictures with us. And uh, believe me, I'm going to be encouraging him on the back end to make sure he makes those meetings because he's been through a lot, right? And um, and he's he's now wanting to participate. And I just think it's a great prime example of no matter where you are in your life, you can be valuable to this club. Here's the cool idea we had when I came back and we did a planning session is that we feel like we can, with I'm changing the narrative, helping in any way, we feel like we can help write like a charter and like best practices. And we can have this at other schools and other schools can start their their own chapters. And I even said to Sydney, you're going away to college. What about adults up or alone club in college? Like, um, yeah, you can obviously tell I'm pretty jacked about this. And I just think this is an idea that can grow and that other Sydneys at other uh, high schools and other colleges can say, I want to be a Sydney. I want, and, and here's my Chattel. <laughs> here's the person that's going to help us at our school, at our, uh, at our group. And I just love it. I think it's amazing. And Chattel, I'll say one more thing about that. You mentioned about um, some of the girls that came in that said, I feel guilty for being depressed or having issues because I don't have anything to be depressed about. That is something that I hear on campuses all over the country. As a matter of fact, I got a call from a player and a lot of times I'll do this via text and he was just messaging me and sharing with me and we were pushing him towards resources, towards professional resources. But he said, I'm, I really don't want to go to therapy because I feel guilty going to therapy. I'm taking up time that somebody else might need because I'm smart. 
I'm on scholarship. I've got a girlfriend. I've got a good family. I come from a good family life. Like, why am I depressed? Like, why am I depressed? And so he felt guilty for being depressed. And I said this in my talks, and it's so true. And Chateau, I'd love for you to chime in on this. I don't care who you are, what kind of money you have, what kind of looks you have, what kind of fame you have. If you have no parents, two parents, two dads, two moms, whatever you've been through, pink, purple, black, white, depression, anxiety, and the host of mental health issues do not discriminate. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Anybody can struggle with mental health, Chateau. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, some of my line of work and working with students now. I see that from all over. Um, you know, I have kids who come from nothing who are, who, you know, are down and depressed and about stuff. But then I also see kids who have everything who are just as down and depressed. And I think that if we can get, um, especially our students to understand that, that like no one struggles greater than the next, that we all are on, you know, because some kids have a lot of pressure. Like, yeah, they might seem like a perfect life. They have a lot of pressure and a lot of things coming that cause them, you know, anxiety and depression. It's just a different set of struggles. But um, just realizing that, you know, we're, when it comes to mental health, like you said, we're all on that even playing field. We're all, you know, there. So, so Chattel, we have something that I'm changing the narrative called the I'm changing the narrative chair. And it's a chair that you get in. It's beautiful. It's blue. It's gold. You you can't help but miss it. And it's a chair that you get in. And it's really symbolic of any chair. It could be my chair in my office right here. It could be the chair that you're sitting in, the chair that Sydney's sitting in at, at the coffee shop. It's a chair in which you sit in it and you take off your mask and you get real. First of mm-hmm. all, you get real with yourself. Okay. Where am I mentally? What is going on with me? What is happening with me? Am I okay? Secondly, you can get real. And there's a list of questions on our website. I'm changing the narrative.org. Secondly, you can get real with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers. You know, oftentimes, and we, we taught on this when I was there, being a noticer and a joy starter. That means really digging in deep with your friends, your coworkers, your family, your students around you and saying, you know, are you really okay? Do you, what do you need from me? I want to be here to support you. I love you. You're amazing. You're kind. You're wonderful. So this chair, we, we, we gave you one. This chair is in your office. And you shared with me kind of the way that you let students navigate that chair. And I'd mm-hmm. love it if you would share on this podcast what you do when a student comes in, the choices you give them, how you navigate that as a professional, as a mental health professional. And um, share that with this, with everybody that's listening to this podcast, because I cried when I took the video and you told me, all, surprise, surprise, by the way, uh, when you told me about the chair. Oh, I've had a few students come in and um, well, we really lost the chair. So in the chair in my office, I have a, I have a mirror in there for one. Um, and then I have your questions printed out. Um, and so when they come in, I kind of, you know, fill them out, navigate um, some students. I know I'll say like, hey, do you want to do this by yourself? Do you want to sit in your feelings, sit in your thoughts? Um, do you want me in here just to, you know, listen? Do you want me in here to respond? Like how do you know, I kind of let them tell me what they need in that moment? So like if, I, if they need a moment by themselves and I step out, let them go through it. You know, there's a mirror there they can reflect. They can really like have that real conversation with themselves. And I just kind of try to use it um as just a tool for them to get what they need regardless of what that is um a lot of things that I teach my students um that I've learned with, with some things I've struggled with um previously is the importance of sitting in our feelings and acknowledging our feelings and not running for them 
Um, I tell them that, you know, life's like, a, it's like a wave when you're dealing with your emotions. Like, you know, sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low and you just got kind of just ride that wave out and you're happy, allow yourself to be happy when you're low, allow yourself to really sit in that. Um, and it's not comfortable, but like, that's the only way we can process what we feel and begin to heal from it. And so sometimes, you know, I have kids, I've had several kids who just want to just kind of sit in their feelings and, and I feel like that process sometimes. Yes, it's great to know you have a support system, but it's also a very personal process. And so I kind of just let them tell me what they need and I'm I'm right there. And so I'm, I've kind of used it in multiple ways. I can't really explain how it feels like when you when you dream of something and you see somebody using it to affect other people's lives. Um, so I dreamed I dreamed up this idea, this chair when I lived in Nashville about five years ago, four years ago, maybe. I took it to the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 loved the idea, but then our communication stopped. And then I took it to the Big Ten and the Big Ten loved it. And then the pandemic happened. And I think there is a a really good lesson here for anybody listening to this podcast. I just never quit on the idea of this chair because I knew this chair could change lives. And I knew one day I was talking to a friend of mine who happens to be a pastor and he was like, no, no. He's like, I, I see big things to this chair. And he said, I could see it in the future on like the hardwood at NBA games and like that it tours the country and it's sponsored by Walmart or something. And you know that that chair is going to be in the Walmart parking lot and you can go because the third level of people don't know the third level is first is get real with yourself. The second is get real with your friends and family. The third is if you want to get incredibly publicly real, you can record something and tag us. So Anyway, this friend says to me, he says, no, he says, don't give up on this. Don't give up on the stream. He says, I even see this chair one day on like the um, Palestinian Israeli border. I'm like, what? He's like, I just, this chair is like a place of peace, peace within yourself, peace outside, harmony, getting right with yourself. And so I just want to say thank you, Chattel, from the bottom of my heart. Um, and I did just cry when I got silent, uh, you know, for those that are just listening to this. And the lesson is don't give up on your dreams. You know, I got a lot of no's and a lot of people that um, or liked it. They just it never came to pass. And I just never quit on this chair. And finally, Marilyn said yes. And we integrated into a mental health game that we did. And then we were able to give this to Jonesboro High School. And it's not just there. Chattel uses it actively in people's lives. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking my dream and doing something with it. Pleasure. <laughs> Lastly, before I have to let you ladies go, because I promise only keep you a brief amount of time, we did something, um, and we're actually reaching out to post it. By the way, we're like we're 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 going full board with this thing. We're reaching out to post it to see if they will um, get behind us. But from the time that I came in Jan- uh, in uh, January, I believe it was January, February to now, and this is always how it is with what I do. I dug really deep. I studied. I came up with new concepts. I had new ideas. And one of the things that I wanted to do because I I wanted to leave something lasting and I wanted people to be able to get their in, inner thoughts out, we did something um, called the Be Real Challenge. And we put gave post-it notes to everybody, the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade when they came in to hear me speak. And we asked them anonymously to write their age and to write their innermost thoughts, good, bad, happy, or sad, however you are feeling that day. Y'all, Sydney, were you blown away like I was about the amount of, not only the amount, 
but the content of those post-it notes. Yes, it's crazy. How did it make you feel? Um, and I'll let you share, if you will. They're all anonymous. A little, a few of the ones maybe that struck you that really um, touched your heart in a, in a hard way, in a good way. Um, your thoughts on, on seeing those post-it notes that we eventually ended up posting all along a glass wall so that everybody, students, teachers, them, the people that wrote them, all of that could see these up and out in the light. Some of them I wanted to give the kid a hug. Um, but one that really has stuck with me, and it, like I just always come back to it when I start thinking about it, was it said, I'm, I'm always nice to people because nobody's ever nice to me. And like that kind of just like that. I just want to give that kid a hug. Um, and then a lot of them were I'm gay, I'm bi, stuff that they feel like they can't tell anybody. And it's heartbreaking. But then some of them were like, um, I'm living my best life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And those are the people on the other side. Yeah. And I know one of the things that the Don't Suffer Alone Club plans to do is to come alongside and write affirmations that will stick next to the people um, that may be struggling on those post-it notes. Is um, is that something you're really excited to do, Chatel, alongside these students? Um, it is. It, it really is just to give them that extra boost of encouragement. And um, I just love that you have that idea and that you encourage us to do that. Um, I feel like I've talked to you about this. I feel like there are, there's really some, you know, staff and students who really need a reality check about, you know, what some of our students are dealing with and how gentle we really need to be with our students. Um, and so I think, you know, just reading that and having that put up just kind of made a world, of, in my opinion, a world of difference. And it really makes an impact to help us to really get down to the, the why of what we do. You yeah, Chattel, I want to say this. This has nothing to do with Jonesboro High School. So disclaimer, this is a totally different high school. But I got a call from somebody who serves yesterday with I'm Changing the Narrative. And she serves in like a truancy um, role. And and she really cares like you do. And she happened to, a, across a young lady that had been being bullied online. And it was racist bullying. It was about her appearance. It was terrible. And she was broken. And the mother had reported this. They couldn't figure out who was behind the Instagram. And basically, um, they were told that the only choice she had was to go online or to leave school and go to special school, right? To go to IEP. And what what my team member was expressing to me is, and, and what was expressed to her from the leaders was, we've done all we can. Our hands are tied. We can't do anything else. And it's that's very hard to hear, one. But it also encourages me when I know about people like you, Chattel, they're all over this country that care, that would, that will and are going the extra mile for people that do feel bullied, that feel um, left out, that feel um, like they're really struggling. And to know that there are people like you that go beyond that, our hands are tied, that's all we can do, is the most comforting thing to me out there, that there's there's a million Chattels out there that are doing what you do. How's that make you feel? Good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you get verklempt too? Did you just get emotional too? A little bit. It's a tiny bit. There's going to be a lot of people listening to this. They're like, what are some awkward pauses? We're crying, people. Yeah. <laughs> we're tearing up. Okay. We're tearing up. Um, okay. Well, I just want to thank you both for, for everything. I want to thank you for your willingness to come on here today and do a podcast with me. 
and to share your heart and what's happening with the Don't Suffer Alone Club, what's happening at Jonesboro High School. Again, uh, to the board, a huge thank you for providing this grant. Chattel, the a huge thank you for believing in me. I mean, I've got a post-it note right here, like, you know, for saying, I think that idea is awesome. And it is going to be uncomfortable. And we were talking before we, we hit record. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And being mm-hmm. uncomfortable. That's where the magic happens. Comfortable is safe. Comfortable is staying in your stuff. I know something you said earlier struck me right before we we sign off here is I'm emotionally reactive. And if I don't constantly work on myself, I will emotionally, and I told the story in, in, in my talk about how mm-hmm. I'd been a turd to my husband that, that day before, and I had mm-hmm. to apologize. And I openly talked about it, right? If I don't, constantly work on that, I will react out of that space. So what you're teaching these kids is what I wish somebody had taught me at 17 and 16 is just to sit with it and not lash out, not emotionally react, just sit with it, sit Mm -hmm. with it. And the more I've sat with my stuff, my own predisposed stuff, which is being incredibly vulnerable, which is you're unwanted, you're unlovable and rejection. And the more I've sat with that, I know and I know that's not true, and those feelings don't have power over me if I sit with them, Chattel and Sydney. But if I don't and I'm not actively working on myself, which I think it's a lifelong thing, I can slide right back into that and emotionally react to somebody out of feelings that have absolutely nothing to do with them, Chattel. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's just like I said, that's one thing I've learned in my life. It's just that you just got to sit on it. You got to be uncomfortable and sit in it. That's the only way to heal from it is to sit with it. One last thing, Sydney, before we go, I want to ask you one last, your thoughts on something. Um, one of the things that was really on my heart going into our talks was getting to the root of being angry and bullying and being unkind. All of us in our life have been unkind to somebody. Nobody's exempt. We've been unkind. Um I think I read a quote to you about, you know, this barking dog, like you come across the, you know, you're in the woods, you come across this barking dog that's like, you know, snarling or, you know, and just biting and angry and all of those things. Upon closer inspection, that barking dog has its leg caught in a trap, right? Like they're in pain, there's something there. And so one of the things that we talked about, and I started the talks with it, I've never met a happy bully in my life. I've never met a happy bully ever. And so instead of just saying, be kind, be kind, be kind, and I want you to be kind, let's get to the root of why you're angry in the first place. Why are you picking on somebody? Why are you being mean to somebody? Was What what did uh, that do to you, Sydney, in terms of just um, making an impact or making you think differently about um, about being unkind and about bullying? It not only like made me do like a check on myself, um, but it also made me... Like when people are being mean to me, it makes me instead of getting mad at them, being like, hey, is there something more going on? Or yeah. if someone else is being something mean to someone else, then it's, well, they're hurting. And it's not just them being mean. Not just the anger. It's not just the anger. And I, and I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. I said, if you don't get to the root of it, you'll become a young mean person and you'll turn into an old mean person. And you've got to get to the root of whatever that thing is that's making you lash out at other people. So I just love you two so much. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for giving me time. 
I can't wait to come back already. I've already got percolating ideas to come back. And thank you for being um, part of my heart, part of my movement. And I'm changing the narrative. Cannot wait to help the Don't Suffer Alone Club grow and do all the things. And just thank you both for your hearts and for your passion and for everything you're doing to change the narrative on your campus, in your own lives, in your family, and in the world on mental health. Thank you. Thank you.